Hello! You wanted longer episodes. I heard you, I listened, I did it. So this week we are talking to the amazing Kate from Lesby Mums. Lesby Mums is an award-winning LGBT plus family travel and lifestyle blog created by Kate and Sharon. And today we are talking to Kate, who is sharing her perspective on diversity in adverts, on LGBTQIA plus representation online and in the playground. Both Kate and Sharon are really passionate about LGBT plus equality. And as a same-sex family, they share and discuss inclusivity, culture, travel, LGBTQIA history and I personally always find them to be such an incredible presence and resource online. They don't just share, they show up for their community, for their family, for me, for you and for anyone who has questions or wants to slide into their DMs. Kate always has time to answer and Lesby Mums genuinely wants to help people grow, learn, understand and become an ally. We discuss everything from friendships to neurodiversity to being open online to sharing too much online. Kate shares with us how she talks to her child about sexuality and what she wishes was on the curriculum for sex education in schools. You can't help but get excited or passionate or want to take a stand when you listen to Kate talk. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as Lauren and I did. And without further ado, Here's this week's episode. The people need an update. How is your pill situation? My pill situation is I have bled. Hey! I mean, it took everything in me not to go back on the pill. But you did it. It's over. I do think that tampons have given me thrush. I swear to God. I know I spent six hours in a hot tub, but I do think it was tampons. You need an exit. I'm not going to keep telling you. I've bought the Satisfyer menstrual cups from Surfamore using code FILLINGMYSELFPOD for 10% off. They're really cheap as well, aren't they? They're, they're a good one to try. I genuinely can't wait for my next period, which is something I thought I'd never say. But yeah, I didn't enjoy bleeding. I didn't enjoy cramps. I didn't enjoy eating everything. I'm now full of spots. So I now look like a teenager. I know when I'm about to come on ovulating because my it's always my chin beard area they say hormonal this week though i am she's horny yeah and it's just like my vagina is palpable throbbing so now it's gonna be a battle of your vagina versus your brain you know at night time it's really bad (laughs) as soon as the sun sets mate it's over for me it's getting darker (laughs) earlier so i'm turning into a freak much earlier in the day yeah, which is tricky because then you can be freaky and it will be 8pm and you're like, no, I want to go to bed and wake up tomorrow with regrets. I don't want regrets at dinner. Exactly. Exactly. I'm peaking too soon. Yeah. So that's where I'm, I am at this week. Are you acting on it? Uh, no. That sounded like a question. <laughs> no. Um, maybe. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. Like, just a tip, you know? Yeah, just a couple of fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not... Yeah. A bit of titillation, you know? We've all got needs. Did you have a nice mental health walk just now? Yeah. It's it's very cold outside. I'm so ready for autumn. Feel feel fresh. That's good. Rather than I was coming in sweaty, which is not hot, or covered in wee, as I told you the other day. Yeah, that was outrageous. Do we not need to tell the pod that? Do we? Do we? 
because I try and drink water, I'm trying to be a good person, and they say drink your water, but they just don't talk about the fact that if you drink your water, you're going to have to pee every 10 minutes. I hear that. And I like to do a good walk. Like, I like to get 15,000 steps in, ideally, but I can't walk that far without needing a wee. Mm. So I'd already cut my walk short because I was thinking I need a wee and I need to get home. Because I, I do wild wee occasionally, but if you're in the middle of the village, you know, not ideal. <laughs> so <laughs> we were coming back, just me and Max, and I... Oh, so close, oh, so close. Just got just through my garden gate, through the lead town, threw my trousers down. But I... Uh, didn't make it, did you, babes? So close. You didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't, like, fully wet myself, but, I mean, you know. We were supposed to be doing something, and you were like, I have to get in the shower because I am covered in piss. And I was like, what? But also, strangely, wasn't... <laughs> Shocked or surprised. I was like, you do you, boo. Could have been any manner of things, in all honesty. But yeah, it was it was my own way. It happens, man. It happens. If Tenno would like to sponsor us. <laughs> That's the answer. I need a nappy for my longer walk. There you go. Pull-ups. I do wild wee sometimes, but... Because I'm always saying to Dylan, oh, just have a wild wee, have a wild wee. And so if I need a wee, he's like, you have a wild wee. And I'm like, the thing is, mate, A, if you have a vulva, it's just not as easy as that. Because I can't aim. I constantly get it on my shoe or something like that. To pull my trousers completely out of the way. And B, an adult weeing in public, people call the police. Like, you can't get away with it anymore. <laughs> people are going to be like, what the fuck are they on today? I don't know. Um, how was college this week? Good. Yeah, so we did our presentations. I had to do a presentation all about me. I went in with the trauma, which was good. But then, um, like, talked about Instagram, talked about the podcast, had a little picture of you in my presentation. Um, and people were so lovely about it, and it was really nice. And it's quite nice to sort of say to people, here, this is me, this is his everything. And, um, yeah, it was good. How are you finding, like, the class setup? You liking it? Do you know, it's so weird being back mm. in like a school classroom environment obviously it's like a bit different because it's college but um we're a very small group it's not like I thought it'd be like uni so like you know you go to like different lectures different buildings you have seminars mm. but it's not like we're always in the same classroom with the same course director and I do feel apparently this is normal but I f- really feel like I'm like regressing to like my teenage self <laughs> what are you doing I've been a gobby little bitch like I just oh, <laughs> Lauren. I mean yeah it's, it's weird I really feel myself being exactly how I was then um and it's yeah it's really strange you know what's good to know about that is that you know, now we're of an age where you're like, oh, if I could go back, mm-hmm. it's so different. And you're like, I've gone back, bitches, and I'm even worse. Yeah, everything is, is, and I'm like, oh, I'm being really annoying. I'm like second-guessing everything. But you know what's really nice is that because it is a counselling course and our course director and our teaching assistant are trained, qualified counsellors, so, like, you feel in really safe hands. Oh, good. And like your feelings and everything, they're like an integral part of it. So like we have to do a check-in and a check-out of how we're feeling and you have to be like really honest and open and it's such a nice like warm environment and the people on it are so lovely. So yeah, it's good. The hardest thing is like obviously juggling that, this, work, running a household. Co-parenting, group therapy. Yeah, we've got that tonight as well. And how's that going, babe? I'm hoping it will get easier We'll see. Um, I'll fully review it once I've completed the process. It's weird, especially I think once you've done normal therapy and I'm used to spending a whole hour talking about myself. Mm. Let's get to the crux of this. Is it because there's not enough you time? <laughs> it's not that, but then it's like, oh, someone else is talking and then you want to add to it. And then it, I don't know. It's it's tricky, but it's a new thing, isn't it? And never done it before. Yeah, you're, 
Exactly, you'll get there. Um, how are you? How, right, so you spent, what did you spend, six hours in a hot tub? Oh, yes. So last week I went away with my friend. Franny. Franny. For her birthday. We didn't go too far. We are just, just outside of Brighton. I thought you meant didn't go too far, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't go too far. Me and Franny went to an eco pod and uh, it had a hot tub and I just had the best time. Just proper off the grid. That last night, we spent six hours in a hot tub drinking, which I do not advise. And the whole time, we were like, this is going to have consequences. And then everything was great. And then thrush has hit me. It's slapped me around the labia. I'd like everyone to know that you texted us earlier. You texted me and Kate, actually, and said, um, Google says, Greek yogurt for thrush. Will a mullow light be okay? (laughs) Will it, though? Um, no, is the fucking answer. You don't fucking know that. Sorry, this is just like COVID. It's like, how does it know it's Greek? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, let's just let the pH do its thing. So I just had baking powder bath soak. Yeah, I think you told me to do that before. I did. This isn't my first fresh. I have to tell you that you look absolutely beautiful right now. <gasps> I was going to say exactly the same about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your hair looks sensational. Wet. I've got you at a very awkward angle. You can probably see it up my nose. But you look stunning today. You do too, babes. Thank you. Right. I think it might be the thrush. <laughs> I'm really upset about the thrush, though, because I do want to get penetrated. Maybe it's not thrush. You keep telling yourself that. I am a danger to myself and others. We know. We're all friends here. What have you been watching, reading and listening to? I went to the cinema on Friday. Oh, get you! To see the Sopranos movie. Oh, I don't think I even knew that was a thing. Yeah, so I loved the Sopranos and then it ended and that was all really sad. So they've made a prequel as a movie. So it's like all the old characters as young people and where Tony Soprano got started. And I just love that whole world of like mafia, Italiano, New Jersey. Oh, it's just like totally my vibe, babes. But otherwise I've just been watching Walking Dead. I haven't seen Walking Dead. I haven't seen The Sopranos. I feel like... You'd love it. Should I start with the movie then? If it's a prequel, should I watch the movie and then watch the series? No, I would say watch the series. But you could just watch it as a standalone movie. And I'm very excited because tomorrow I'm going to see James Bond. Cannot wait. All I hear on the radio is about fucking James Bond movie. I love it. Daniel Craig's last one. I know. Who's going to be the next one? Isn't it a woman? Didn't they say that already? I don't think they've announced it. I don't know. I do you know. I haven't really watched those either. Sorry. <gasps> See, Idris Elba is still top of the list, and I think that's a rumor. Do you? Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't think. I would be a James Bond fan if that happened. They're also listing um, Tom Hardy. Nah, Tom Hardy can't be James Bond. Surely he's a bit too rough. Yeah, he's not quite suave enough. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time I went to the dinosaur park? As you do. It's like a little park and play area and like, I don't know, attraction. And we go to it all the time. They've got a splash park. And I'd gone with Dylan and we went in the splash park having a great time. I, and I wasn't really on my phone because I was such a fucking, you know, great parent. I'm being present in the moment. Didn't look at my phone for the first time in 16 years. And then I got home, looked at my phone. And my friend, who was, I didn't even know, she was also at the dinosaur park said oh my god tom hardy at dinosaur park stop it and he was there and i was there but because i didn't look at my fucking phone i was trying to be a good parent fuck's sake 
I didn't know Tom Hardy was very, very close to me. The lesson here is digital detox is not for you. (laughs) Be glued to your phone. What would you have done? Jumped him. Good one. (laughs) I would have been arrested, but it would have been worth it. (laughs) Has anything else happened to you this week? You know, like a big old box of dicks arrive or anything? Oh, massive box of dicks arrived. And it was so exciting. Don't send dick pics. Send dick pics. Hey. Lauren sent me a box of dicks. Box of delicious penis. Risky Biscuits UK. It's a very good friend of mine. She, yeah, she does pretty peens posted out across the UK. And yeah, they're adorable, aren't they? They're adorable penis biscuits. So they are penis-shaped biscuits with little icing and little googly eyes, like complete with everything, pubic hair, helmet. It's beautiful. And they taste delicious. But Lauren sent me so many, and I was just about to go on the school run. And I thought, oh, you know what some of those mums need? Some dick. So I took some, and I could legitimately say, hey, Sandra, eat dick. It was fucking brilliant. It was the highlight of the playground this week. I really hope that to someone else now, you're just the mum that brought the penis biscuits. Yeah, I hope so. If there's um, schools do like charity bake sales, if you need to send in some treats for kids' birthday, like give Ali a shout. She'll sort you out with some, some penises. Do you know what? You're right there. And also, I hate those things. So that might be an idea, actually. Because I don't want to get invited to do that again. Yeah, exactly. Only, only one time, they, they wouldn't ask you again. Yeah. Ali's actually got Halloweens coming out. Little ghost sperms as well. Not sure. We need to get some nice folders, don't we? Yes. What is it called? A fud, fudgevina. Fudgina, I think they called. Fudgina. Oh, I get it. Oh, I've just got that. <laughs> Oh, that was last. That was Christmas time. Like, oh my God, I'm gutted that no one gets to see those cogs turning like I just did. <laughs> Vagina, I get it. That's so good. Vagina. I've been saying vagina. That's not right. Oh, I finally get it. So sorry to vagina. Oh, that's so funny. Now I figured it out. Right. Anyway, they yeah they do fudge fudge vulvas. That's amazing. Vulvas not as funny as vagina. I am so grateful for you. That's why I sent you that box of dicks. No, I appreciated it. They were delicious. Oh, I actually just have to tell you because by the time this goes out, it will be too late. <laughs> it wants to go see it. But I thought you'd be proud because I went to the theatre yesterday. Yes, I did see that to see bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, and it was so good. I loved oh. it. And I was like, Natasha would love this because she fucking loves the theatre. And that's the first time I really felt like warm feelings about the theatre. Oh, that's amazing. But it was good. Did Dylan like it? Yeah, he was singing along. Like, it was so cute. It was some real, like, inner childship. Because, yeah, I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, just the way they did it. Like, the production, I was so impressed. It was absolutely brilliant. And the, the cast was really, really diverse. And, like, yeah, it was just brilliant. And Aww. It's like, this is why people like the theatre. Yeah. I was thinking I might buy some tickets to take Dylan to Lion King, maybe. Oh, it'd be incredible. Although there was one time we went to London and we went on a bus or something going past where it Lion King is. And all the lions were outside having a fag. It's like iconic. <laughs> Kuna Batara. <laughs> Kate is here. Kate, aka Lesbian Mums, has joined the chat. Hi, Kate. Hi. Hi. 
Hello, ladies. Well, then we'll pretend we haven't been on here for 25 minutes already trying to get this to work. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Sorry that you had to see that. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is so down to earth. You're keeping it real. You know yeah. what you're doing. You're just trying to make me feel comfortable because I don't know what I'm doing. So this is it. I just, I see through it all. Okay. How are we all? How are we doing? Not bad. Good. I'm glad to be here. Well, I want to start this with, we are so happy that you are here because you are one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. And it's because you're so open, you're so vulnerable and how you share and you how you show up is just incredible for the LGBTQIA plus community, for all your followers. And I just wanted to understand like, what is that like for you on a day-to-day basis? Is it really hard being that open? Is it easy? If I were to say what was in my head straight away, it would it would be a jumbled mess. And I've got a name for that now. It's called ADHD. But that was just, I, can't, I don't always have my shit together. And that's why I share it because I don't, one, I, don't, I want to quash all pe- thought of people thinking I have my shit together. But also... Although Instagram, we all know Instagram is a highlight reel, I think it's important to sometimes share, as long as it's safe for you to do so, the shit as well. No, you don't have to do that. I don't want people thinking, okay, I need to now be vulnerable to be popular. That's not it. It's just I think it's healthy sometimes to not just feel that you need to only give your highlight reel. Yeah, I think I think it's like true. You don't have to, and I don't ever want people to feel like they should. But I think, like you say, if you can... A, it's really good for you, and B, it's amazing for other people to see it. Like, I'm the same. I hate the thought of someone coming to my Instagram, like, looking at a few squares and being like, well, she's fucking got it sorted, because that could not be further from the truth. Mm. I think most of us feel like that to at least a degree. And being open has got me through some horrific times. Like, I wouldn't have survived things like having a miscarriage if it wasn't for, like, having the outlet of being able to write about it, talk about it, share. And then it's almost like people that found comfort in me doing that helped me get over it if that makes sense like it was like oh something good came out of that in a weird way yeah Yeah, I was gonna say I think all three of us joined Instagram definitely back in the early days but what what we probably all found is a community and that's how we found each other yeah you don't want to create an echo chamber but at the same time it's just comforting knowing that actually fucking hell there's people going through as much chaos and trauma and shit as i am and fuck me i'm I'm actually doing all right what's funny is like lauren and i have never met in person ever i feel like i know (laughs) you well enough to reach into your vagina (laughs) kate i was just thinking we actually met it was like a pop-up in brighton we met oh my god yeah there was a bit hang on yes there was and we all made like cups, which I still never received. That was it, yeah, in the basement. Like in the basement. They took us all into a basement and go, let's paint these cups. It's just I was like, okay. I got totally starstruck and I was just like, hi, I'm your biggest fan. Hi. And it was just and then I just walked away. I remember it was full of influencers and speaking to you and you were that only one I thought had something interesting to say oh and then that's when I found out you were suffering with OCD and you were being really open about it and I was like I'm so grateful to her for sharing her story thank you you too you were my busy Phillips like you were talking about skin picking and I was just like oh my god I just thought that was me because I was just 
habitual. I didn't know what it was and why I did it. Oh my God, that is amazing to hear because... Yeah, busy, that whole moment with Busy Phillips was just amazing for me. And if I can do that for someone else, that's incredible. For those that don't know, Busy Phillips is an actress. She's on Instagram. She's hilarious. She one day was just talking about skin picking and all the things that she does to kind of combat it. And I thought, oh my God, what? We need to combat it. Oh my God, what? It's a problem. Oh my God, what? Other people do this. And it was just, wow, I thought it was just a weird habit I had or you know, something I just did to numb out. But actually, no, it was really something I did to numb out. And I needed to address it. And I was hurting myself. And I went and had CBT. And yeah, it was just a proper moment for me. And I shared it online. And the fact that, yeah, someone, I don't know, that's amazing that I was your busy Phillips, because yeah, we don't have to do that to ourselves. We don't have to pick ourselves apart. You were my busy Phillips and I was just like, oh my God. And then, yeah, connected over skin picking and it was just so romantic. And I'm so glad you're my friends and I could talk all day about friendships because I've never really had like a big group of friends. I've always had little pockets of like people that I know that I can rely on for like trauma dumping over there, talking about comic books over there, talking about OCD and skin picking over there. And it's nice, but that's only happened recently because Mm. I've never felt like I fit in and I've never wondered why anyone would want to be my friends. So I've never reached them out to be people's friends so woo! I just want to tell you Kate you're amazing and everyone wants to be your friend oh no no they don't no because well I do I adore you Kate I think I love everything you stand for like we've we've been in um private group situations and I always adore and support everything you have to say and I can't wait to hear your take on stuff and I genuinely think you're incredible and I wish I was more like you so oh thank you it's hard because it's just it's just uh, yeah like it's a confidence issue but also because you know like I always say because I don't really see myself out there I just think why on earth would anyone be a friend with me because I don't look like people that you see, I don't know it's just you don't see people like me around so you say why would they, well, I look different so why would anyone be like my friend and stuff and I'm not always very palatable and I'm very loud and I'm a bit of a bull in the china shop and I can be a bit erratic and I think yeah that's messy I don't that's I can see why that surprises me that you think that about yourself babe because that is not the vibe I get from you at all oh thank you I tend to find I do worry because again like I was chatting before about you know late talk like exploring my neurodiversity and potentially having ADHD you then reassess every decision and every conversation you've had in the past and go well was that was that the ADHD like was that this and then you sometimes feel obliged to then go apologize to all the people you may have shouted at because you were overstimulated it's over sensory overload and you think oh my god I was a right bitch that day but then other times I'm like no maybe that was a trauma talking and it's a lot and then when I meet people in person sometimes I'm like was I masking was I just because when I get comfortable I overshare and I know that's not a great trait because you leave yourself quite vulnerable but I tend to overshare when I get comfortable and or sometimes I feel like I have to mask just to protect myself so I don't really know where I am sometimes so it's no and then I say well it's no surprise no one wants to be a friend because I don't know who you are because you're masking oh I'm just fucking hell I think anyone anyone else looking into all any of us or three of us would think probably oh they're, they're really confident They've got loads of friends, you know, they, they're ha- having fun all the time. And it's like, none of those things are fucking true, guys. <laughs> like, spoiler alert, we're all in our own heads. Like, I'm the same. I don't have like a, a group of friends. I have different friends. And then I also find, and I attribute it to my codependency, that I am a different Lauren with each of them. 
because some of them I can show my darker bits to. Some of them I'm grown up Lauren because they're grown up and I don't want to show my silly, you know, yes. messy side. And then, yeah, some of them are the opposite and I'm really messy. And if I'm doing something awful, they're the ones I go to because they'll collude with me and not tell me I'm terrible and making bad decisions. Isn't it interesting? Because I've, like, literally you saying that, I could hear myself. I've said that to my, you know, out loud in the past. And I think, but also how lucky are we that we have pockets of friends that we can it doesn't mean that you're a different person to each of those friends it means that they bring out that side of you and that you're free to be playful you're free to be dark like it doesn't matter that you're consistently not all of that with each friend isn't it amazing and how lucky are we that we have people in our life lives that we can explore and be our full spectrum you know yeah, I love yeah. that. And I like that because, again, you're not told that that's allowed. You're you're told that you should have one big fucking Carrie Bradshaw fr- yeah. friendship group and that's it. Um, and that's not true. That's not true because, like you said, you. I think that's good to have that variety because, like they say, like they say at school, like, well, don't home in on one person because that person's off sick. You're on your own. So yeah. it's sort of like I think it's good to spread yourself out a little because it just means that you're just protected. But, yeah, I love that take. It's actually quite good. It's quite positive to have different people. Yeah. I think it's tricky because I I totally get that and I agree with it, but also it can cause um, some inner turmoil, I think, when it's like, who actually am I? Which, How much am I playing up to people to be liked and to people please versus how much of that is authentically me? And I think there is a bit of a split that happens when you're not living your true self. When I meet new people, this is what I was saying on Instagram, is that literally I am so awkward in person and people are like, I can't believe that, but I'm terrible in person. And literally the last like two months, I've just decided that I, I'm just going to jump in at two feet and I take a deep breath and then I just start talking to someone and I just say stuff and I'm like, if this doesn't go well, the worst that can happen is they think I'm a bit weird and they walk off and that's okay. And I'm sort of being more authentic and actually it feels amazing and I've made some real genuine connections because of it. Yeah, I found the trickiest bit was the school school gates and mm. covid was brilliant because like i said you could have i had my sunglasses and my mask on so i could literally just go straight through <laughs> drop him off and go yeah. um whereas now we're having to talk to people and like i said i don't know how to talk to people because i'm i'm reading them and they might be exactly the same as me going right don't be cool be cool and i'm sitting there being cool being cool and actually then we look frosty as fuck <laughs> and it's then you're not talking <laughs> to each other and then but then my friend comes in and go oh i just trod on dog shit on the way up and i'm like i want to be like you like come into a conversation just telling them all your flaws and um just to like yeah i just want to be that open but i'm getting there like you said if you don't be you and if they don't like that then they're not your people you don't have to people please you don't have to be liked by everyone and that's the biggest like whoa moment this year is that you don't have to be liked by everyone don't don't aim to be liked by everyone because you just won't it's not normal absolutely you can be surrounded by people and still feel desperately lonely it's it's not actually about not having friends it's about yeah having connection being seen having a space being held that's completely different from just having friends so how, yeah. in that case, how do we find those connections? I think Instagram has been a brilliant tool. As much as, like I said before, it's a highlight reel. I think if you find your people first and then make the connection, whether that's just a like or a comment going, yeah, same, babe. That is amazing. It's just, but you then, but I guess you then go into, I 
get into the habit of going okay i like these people i'll message them and if the moment someone doesn't respond or they say mm. i've seen it seen but they've not responded and i've not even asked a question i've just gone i like this but because they haven't responded or acknowledged it i go oh fuck what have i said i've overstepped the mark i've become to over two million okay you fucked up and it's just self-sabotage then isn't it why do we do that to ourselves i don't know when you find the right people it's easy honestly and it's just like any relationship right i think my thing is i always feel a bit self-conscious because this is so silly i'm obviously i don't even fucking like anyone i'm not even close to getting married i don't even want to get married but i always think about hen party because i always see on instagram like these big glamorous hen parties with this big group of friends and i don't feel like i could have that because all my friends don't know each other probably wouldn't even get on very well yeah but lauren a hen party is literally pockets of different girls together but that's not the perception that I have because oh, that's obviously like an insecurity that I have, I guess. So I'm like, all of these people have these massive groups of friends. Like, you know, like people have, we've been friends since we were little, don't have that. We've been friends since school, don't have that. Like, I very luckily have two incredible friends from uni and they are my soulmates, but we live, you know, all over the fucking country. So I don't see them very often. So it's like, mm, what am I left with? And I don't know, it's easy, I think, to because of things like Instagram to feel like you're the only one. And actually like doing a bit of work on yourself, learning that you are worthy of friends and all of the rest of it actually will probably help you in your journey to finding connections because you won't be doing as much of that and you'll be saying, Take me as I am or fuck off because I'm a great person <laughs> if you don't like it. Up yours. Well, that's, well that's it that's made what I do online yeah. so much easier now now that I'm not having to fit a filter you know I'm not having to filter my photos to make it look a certain way my words don't yes they're a bit jumbled still but that's me that's the I want people to read my words as if I'm talking so it might not always make sense but I don't always fucking make sense <laughs> the, the more I realize that I don't have to be liked by everyone and not everyone will like me the easier it is just to be me because it's just like well I don't have to be palatable or make my make you feel comfortable if I'm not making you comfortable and not for the if obviously I make them you feel uncomfortable for the wrong reasons then obviously fucking tell me but if just by being me whether that's talking too fast whether it's not making eye contact I can't always make eye contact and if you feel uncomfortable because of that then that's you and not me so fuck off yes <laughs> that is the only thing with the with I guess what we do share is yeah. that I'm only talking from my lived experience don't take how we had a baby how i cook this as gospel it might not work for you and it's sort of you feel like you sometimes have to put those little caveats on do you feel like you're an expert and the purse the port of call for a lot of people who have questions about the lgbtqia plus community like are you their expert and is that a lot of pressure it's a bit of both really I certainly don't think I'm an expert and I'm and I hope people don't see me as an expert I just hope people see me as one lived experience and that a different lived experience to what society because no matter what angle like whether I'm coming from a neurodiversity angle an LGBT angle a motherhood angle you don't really see people who look like me in those spaces so I'd like to think that people go looking for me go looking for a different perspective rather than what these fucking like media agencies pr channels give off because it's such a such a narrow-minded view of what like lesbians look like what mothers look like what people with neurodiversity look like and i just think people i'd like to think people come to, to me to see a different perspective and listen to me not just follow for their diversity tick actually follow me listen to what i have to say understand where i'm coming from and why i might be saying it and then by all means ask questions but i'll give you my answer not the answer that i hope that you 
were looking for you know when we started trying for a baby like seven years ago I didn't see myself on the posters of of mamas and papas or in mother and baby magazine or in the fucking posters in like the midwife clinic I didn't didn't see shorthead women let alone like visible blatant lesbians and it's just I thought no I'm not having that so I go online and then lo and behold you follow these channels and lo and behold there's lots of different lesbians having babies um and then you sort of grow and grow and grow this community and then suddenly you're sort of talking and people are listening and going oh and they're asking questions I'm like oh fucking hell um and yeah so I thought well if I hopefully show myself more people will be encouraged to and then it would just sort of diversify what's out there and people actually see oh fucking hell actually not everyone's having IVF not everyone actually has this not everyone looks like that and it's hopefully a big change yeah it does and you are doing great things out there um but you because you've mentioned that twice now about there's no one that looks like you that you've seen it how much of that do you think has affected you up until because I feel the same with regards to like um like plus size women like if I when I was younger had seen people that look like me I think I would have felt a lot differently about myself. And do you think that's had an impact on things like confidence and stuff? 100%. Like certainly from everything, like when we were trying for a a baby and it wasn't working for two years because, I mean, like I said, I went into like a deep hole of what, you know, it just challenges your femininity your womanhood thinking well I can't have a baby like what why am I you know broken and I saw all these horrible toxic things when actually it's quite normal but again people don't talk about it people don't share imagery and what they're going through so it isn't usualized and so like I said by not seeing women who look like me having bumps and babies you know people used to look at me and I've got a short hair I have a shirt on and then this massive bump but bigger than like a beer belly and they're like they just couldn't work me out and you just see it and I'm like yes Let's pregnant lesbian you just yes yes this is what I'm but I'm not but again because you in mother care you see all these like floaty dresses and these women with long hair and, and you know not a sweat bead in sight you didn't then couldn't relate to then their experience and yes yes that's their lived experience but that's not mine and I think it's really unfair um without sounding whiny that people aren't represented not just from a human side of view but even from a if you want to be petty a consumer point of view I'm, why am I going to invest in your business if you can't even have the decency to have someone who looks like me even a smidge on your posters in your books in your magazines you know on your podcasts you know how fuck off you know it's just that's what, that's what I mean so I just think from all angles you should include people of different you know people who use wheelchairs and or everything everyone should be included and when you're not and that is intentional because these people are paid loads of money to do it when it's when it is intentional because it's not as palatable it's not as palatable to have a butch masculine appearing woman pregnant it's not as palatable it's a bit scary it's a bit uncomfortable so let's just not include them because it makes me feel uncomfortable yeah but even like when they do feature same-sex families again they're very palatable you know they still fit the societal beauty standards of what a mother should look like and it's just like uh, and like I said those don't you know those images are still valid but mix it up a mix it up a little bit people because it's not true it's all lies people don't all look like that people have scars and visible disabilities they're not you know and white and yes exactly mm-hmm. and do you think uh, obviously we have there is progress you do see it but we obviously still have so far to go, but do, do you think we're getting somewhere or do you think we're still a million, million miles away? We're getting there because I think people, it, we are getting there. I think I remember seeing a mamas and papas advert with um, my two mums and that was the first time I'd seen um, Kirsty, who at the time had quite short hair and um, wasn't someone who I saw often wearing dresses, for example. Um, so that was, I mean, that was 
pre you know when pre Thomas coming along so that was the first time I'd seen um a more sort of what society would say is masculine appearing person on a parenting advert pushing a buggy and not making it as the look at these gay people it was just like oh we're advertising our buggy and just so happened to have two mums in the background and that was really nice but that was the first time and it's very few and far between it is getting better like you know people like google and um uh, like Levi's like they, they have such a like variety of different faces now from non-binary people and people with um who like I said who are on wheelchairs who are different sizes and colors like dark-skinned um black women you know not just light-skinned black women and it's just it's a huge variety now we're getting there but I think we've still got a long way to go especially when you then compare yourself to like Scotland um, Denmark mm. um who have gone way far too so far that they're doing above and beyond now not just a bare minimum I don't think the UK has hit the bare minimum yet um but we're getting there but it's just this is the reason why it's really important to talk about it and um like i said device diversify your feeds and things so that you actually understand what people are going through and yeah i love hearing kate talk she just gets gets me excited oh god i do i get really excited but then i'm just like no it's incredible because you are passionate but also you know what the fuck you're talking about and also you are a fantastic resource i don't even think you know how good you are like you are my main lgbtqia plus resource and you i feel like i know things because you share things and i just think even if everyone that is following you and listening to you and watching you if they are learning stuff like it that's so incredible you're amazing Thank you. I don't get it right. Like, um, I don't get it right all the time. And I'm still learning, like, even about my own community. And I don't ever say that I've got it right all the time. And equally, some people, like, well, I don't agree with what you said. And I was like, okay, but that's my experience. And that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means, correct me if I've really fucked up. I'm always learning. But um, I think it was Kelechi Okafor's podcast, Say Your Mind, where she said um, she's a, a dickhead in recovery. Um, and that's the first time I heard that phrase. And it's amazing because it's true, like, I've said some awful, like not horrible, but I've just said, I've just been mistaken. I've got things wrong so many times in the past. Um, and I, I do regret. And sometimes I do regret some of the things I've said to people or just my attitudes to certain things have changed over the years. Um, and yeah, she's like the dickhead in recovery was just the best phrase for me. Cause it is, I'm a dickhead in recovery and I'm still learning. I'm still getting things wrong, but as long as I'm learning and moving forward and try my best, I'd rather be imperfect most of the time than trying to be perfect all the time. You're the L in LGBTQIA+, but there's like all those, uh, there's all those other letters. Like you're not the and that comes back to you're not the expert on it you know but you are a great ally and you are a place there that people can feel less alone as as with like lauren with uh all her content you know like it's just different strokes for different folks or different shit for different clits as lauren says very clear in all your content but the important thing is that actually people don't just go for one type of lesbian, one type of person, you know, who talks about sex toys to diversify and get a different perspective um, and and learn. If you really want to learn, um, yeah. then, you, then can. you need to do. You can. You yeah. can because there's so much information out there. We are so lucky because, I, you know, we joined, yeah, Instagram back in the day. Like me and Sharon joined, met each other at on gaydar pre-facebook pre-instagram and now all days we have so much information and we're so lucky and i think i don't think people realize how lucky they are to have information out there like yeah. do it's so easy to find out literally anything now but like what you've just said i think is so 
bang on is that I know that you feel like a dickhead in recovery and I get it and it's like that no better do better stuff but what I adore about you and what I think is the problem with a lot of people on the internet is that you're not afraid to get it wrong I think so many people stay quiet in case what they're saying is a bit wrong and I would rather you 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 try and use your platform or whatever in a positive way even if you are a bit messy and you do get it a bit wrong and someone has to correct you and then you own it like that's fine because we are all learning much better to do that than to just well, I won't say anything just in case that I don't get it right but then it, we have cancel culture now like that's scary and that's probably what puts a lot of people off is I guess especially if your main source of income is Instagram and things but I think you are doing your followers a disservice and it's going back to what I said about like branding and things like if if you're only going to, your people follow you because they like you, if you're only going to show them, I guess, a little bit, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't want to force people to be show, saying things they're not comfortable with. But mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, when people stay silent on certain things, um, it is a bit, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. But, yeah, I think you're, it's better just to try and be imperfect and try your best than doing nothing at all because certainly with certain things, silence is just is worse for me because it's just like, okay, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my ally. Mm. But if you can't fight for me, then I then I can't I can't be around you or something. Mm. And, and it's hard because sometimes I've said things and then people have unfollowed me and people that I've thought were really good friends or pe- I've spoken to literally the previous week and part of me just wants to jump in their DMs and go, I'm sorry, what did I do wrong? But then I thought, okay, maybe it wasn't what I said. Maybe they're feeling vulnerable at the moment and they didn't want to see a picture of me and Sharon being lovey-dovey. I don't know. It could have been anything. And I just sometimes I find you just got to respect with people's boundaries but it does feel bad when you sort of see the unfollows and you think oh fuck what did I say but I think well maybe that's just their their time to leave maybe I wasn't what they needed at the time but yeah you don't always have to know the answers yeah and people don't owe that to you right like I constantly unfollow follow unfollow follow and it's never actually anything to do with the people it's normally just how I'm feeling right there and then and exactly like that like you know, I went through this big breakup. I didn't want to see all these couples. I didn't want to see married people. So I just unfollowed them all or I muted them or whatever. But it was just like, I was protecting myself and, you know, you're allowed to do that, right? But then I went back and I found my people and now my feed is completely different to how it was, but I'm getting what I need right now and that's all right. Yeah. exactly and then being on the other side of that where if someone I'd known I'd followed I'd be like oh my god I'm so sorry but yeah, then you think yeah. hang on a minute let's not make it about you which again another trauma response it's not about you mm-hmm. it's about what yeah. that person needs at the time yeah. it's not you it's not an attack on you don't worry at the end of the day if they had a problem I'm pretty sure they would say something so the fact they've just slipped away and just sort of left they've obviously just it's not their time so it is just yeah it really reminds me of like ghosting as well. I think it's a similar thing as it being unfollowed. And exactly like if you're in a vulnerable place and someone goes to you, it's so easy to be like, what did I do wrong? Well, I, I'm not likable. I'm not lovable. It's probably because, you know, I'm a, my thighs don't touch. It's probably because I was really messy. And I, and it's like, actually, no, that's their thing. And whatever reason they have for walking away, they've done you a favor anyway. But it's, it's not about you. Don't internalize it. And you have, that's why you have to do like a certain amount of work on yourself to have enough self-worth to be like again like we said before if you don't like me that's fine that's Mm. good I don't want you in my life if you're not my people it really is and it is about having your own self-worth and realizing that you're worthy and not everything's about you boo you know put what you want what makes you feel comfortable and if people don't like it then that's on them and not you and 
Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to navigate that when you feel so isolated. Like you said, when you don't see yourself out there, so you feel very isolated because you feel like the token, you know, butch lesbian out there. But then you think, well, fuck it, this is me, and actually might might encourage someone else. So yeah, yeah. Right, we have got some questions. Should I go for it? Have you? Was it just my wife messaging? Because Sharon's like, I'm going to answer that. I was like, don't you fucking dare. Like, don't be a twat. Because it looked like I then said to her, go ask them a question. Okay, so what would you like to see in school sex education curriculums? Yeah, every, every, literally everything. I don't want to learn how to put a, cu- uh, a condom on a cucumber. I want to learn how to put a condom on a dildo. I want to, you know, talk about consent, healthy relationships, but not just romantic relationship, friendships, um, respect, boundaries, um, and just the fact that, you know, it's fluid, like your relationships can be fluid in the sense that just because you identify it one way, this year next year or the next decade it might be different and it's fluid you don't have to make a decision right now so many kids are made a uh, you know encouraged to sort of make a decision as to how who you want to be with who you are right now and actually you're still like I'm mid-30s and sometimes I'm like well am I a lesbian you know because, <laughs> because like like um you shared a picture of like Tom Hardy and you know, or something I'm like oh my god and it's just it's just thing and it, but that's okay but again because people like to pigeonhole they go well you can't possibly find that man attractive because you're a lesbian um lauren so, you are sexually confusing kate you're sexually confusing me exactly but it's just yeah it's things like that and i want everything in there and i know we're a bit too far we're probably way far behind because people are still calling vaginas foo-foos but it's just yeah, I just want everything in there, age appropriate, but everything from, yeah, fun, masturbation, everything, you know, masturbation across the nation. Did you see the um, Holly Nish posted that yesterday? And I thought it was so bang on. Um, and she said, maybe if we changed the term masturbation to really, 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 really safe sex, we'd be less ridiculous about not including it in our sex ed talks to our kids. It's like, why are we not talking about that with them? That's the first fucking step into all of this. And we just gloss over it. Own body, your own pleasure. And that sex isn't just like, it's not just a mm-hmm. penis and a vagina. It's all sorts of things. It's hands, mouths, toys, everything. Um, yeah, and that's just it. And I know you can't fit everything into school. I know we put a, a lot of weight onto schools, but I just think it needs to be usualized so that people talk about it, not just in school, but at home. And it's a normal thing. And um, I can't remember, there was a really good book. Like, it's something called like an all body, everybody book or something. Oh, and yeah. it talks about yeah, green screen. I can't remember, but that's a really good one because, as well as, you know, sex, it talks about your body, period, smells, oh. but from a very inclusive way. Again, where the models aren't skinny, they're not white, they're, you know, mm. got hairy legs. Um, and it's just raw. It's really, really good. Well, my house is full of penises and vulvas and tits and. That is as normal to Dylan as a piece of fucking artwork on the wall. And I am really happy about that. Like, there's a picture downstairs. It's a drawing of a woman with a big old bush. And that's just normal to him. And I want those things. I don't want to have to sit down and be like, we have to have the talk. I just want it to be a normal part of our lives. These are body parts. They can look like all of these different things. All of it is normal and beautiful. And that's just how it, it is. And I... I love that. That book that you mentioned, Kate, I've, I've um, we've got that and a few other amazing ones. I've got a list actually on my Instagram if people want to have a look because I find books are the best way. If you're feeling a bit like uncomfortable and a bit awkward because I get why you would because we've been raised to feel awkward about these things. Mm-hmm. I, I find a book 
as you sit next to each other, there's no eye contact and you just read the words. And then even if you feel weird, you're like, just keep reading the words on the page. There's no thinking, just keep reading the words and looking at the pictures and get through it. It makes it a lot easier, I think, to start those conversations. And you can go back and forth and back and forth and he can look, I mean, yeah, Thomas is very visual. He'll look at something and be asked a question and then he'll read it and go back and forth. And see, I want him to be a boy that if his friend comes on their period at school, he'll take his jumper off and like wrap it around their waist and, and get them to like the nearest super drug to get them some pants or something. Like I want him to be as normal going to the shop, picking up some pads for his partner as it is picking up a bottle of wine, you know, fucking, you know, it's just, that's what I want. Ideally, that's the, that's the, that's the man person child I want to raise yeah that's incredible well and then that leads on to a great question that we got which was how open are you at home about topics like sex and sexuality very open there's no there's no barriers um we question him a lot because again his school is wonderful but obviously they're very much right boys and girls Mm. and imagery in his books will be mommy and daddy I mean it's a bit different like the it's a bit you know diverse when it comes to sort of different skin colors um but the subconscious mummy and daddy mummy or daddy like single parents are good but it's still not obviously mummy mama or the two dads um i donate a lot of books and they're always really grateful they're not anti it but i guess they have to try and find a balance between the people who might be anti it and try and introduce it slowly um so we're very open at home so we challenge a lot and i think i wrote recently that we would say to him like he would come home and he said, Oh, that girl in the park. And I was like, Well, why do you think that person was a girl? And he said, Oh, well, he she had long hair. And I said, Well, I don't have long hair, darling. And he's like, Um and I'm like, not I'm not trying to like his gotcha moment. Like, I'm not calling you know, I'm not thinking there's anything wrong with that, but it's just but just challenging the narrative and just making him think constantly, because the last thing I would want to do is to, you know, for him to misgender someone and cause harm to someone. Mm. And so and then equally like you know oh those that that those two dads I mean again he, he then goes the other way and when he'll see two men at the park they're like oh those those that person's two dads it's like they could be brothers babe and it's just like <laughs> it's just mind-blowing he's six bless him but he's so pure he like he sees the difference in people but that doesn't matter like he sees the difference in the people's needs and just goes with the flow and it's cool and it's just a subconscious thing you know just constantly constantly doing it it's not like a massive like you said like we're not constantly going right now today's lesson is gender neutrality um it's just very neutral it's very natural and you know he'll sort of think about things and he might ask a question and it's just yeah yeah it's just part of the day-to-day i think that's the key it's just this is just another thing we we talk about and we come across oh it's so hard this whole like edge of innocence (laughs) because you you don't want to open their eyes too quickly but also I want him to have the language and the vocabulary and the kindness yeah exactly and it's just it's showing them I know they've got little shoulders so you don't want to put the weight on the world and make it certainly because obviously he has a credible amount of privilege he's white he's been assigned male yeah. at birth he has a credible amount of privilege so I want to make sure he uses that but equally I don't want to become that sort of right you've got to go out in the world and you've got to fix it all you've got to make yeah. sure you know this you know it's just trying to find a balance on their little shoulders and I just as if, if at the bare minimum he knows how to treat people with respect mm-hmm. um, and being accepting of all cultures and you know everybody you know making sure his place is is, his space is accessible um then I'll be happy with what I've done um and then go from there like we had a lot of like in June last year we had a lot of like the um uh, Black Lives Matter protests on in the background Mm. in the news and he went why are they doing that and we had obviously we did that we had the talk and he and again he didn't explain it's like 
they've just got different skin color that's how they were born and i was like yeah babe i know like i know and it's it's, it's mad you know it's, it's not okay is it um so yeah it's a long constant life lesson but it's just you've got to keep at it and it's just yeah. you've got to have you've got to have the conversations where you like it or no you've got to have it and if you can't and yeah. find something someone somewhere to do it whether it's a youtube video a book you've got to have it you've got to get through those barriers and your own uncomfortable feelings um mm. and just fucking do it because it'd be too late they'll come home saying that's okay or they'll come home and they've said something to someone and, and it's too late then and you've then got to unpick that as well as then uh, learn what they've just learned you've got to do it now as soon as you can that's the thing because even if like i just realized we all have boys and we all have boys living in female households so they've got a really interesting yeah. little little perspective yeah. But, and, and Dylan doesn't even go to school. And even I noticed, like, it's everywhere and it infiltrates everything. And if you don't think they're being exposed to these narratives, they are, whether it's TV, whether it's, you know, we live in, in very white, very middle class Norfolk. And, like, there are certain types of people that Dylan had probably never seen in real life. And all of those things are seeping into their brain. And if you don't start planting some other seeds, you're going to, like you say, have to undo it. This is not fair. You're doing your child an injustice by not yeah. showing showing them the world. Like I'm not saying you have to get on a plane and visit all these countries because that's not accessible to everyone. But you've there are books out there. There is no excuse, and the ignorance is not an excuse anymore because mm. the information is out there. The imagery is out there. You there are people out there that are doing the work and just just fucking do it like just do it because it's just you're building the next generation of people and it's just yeah you've got to set them up and like I said you don't want to put the weight on the world weight of the world on no. their shoulders but you've just got a little drip feed them lots of little bits constantly I don't think they need to fix it I think they just I want him to leave it a little bit better than when I left it <laughs> I think um talking about things like sex as well like it, I know so many people who message me and they are not having very good sex or they can't talk about it with their kids or they can't talk about it with their partners and it's like right why do you feel that way oh because you were made to feel shame around sex when you were a kid right so what do you need to do now to break that cycle like if you don't want your kids to grow up to feel the way you do you're gonna have to have some tricky conversations Dylan and his dad were talking the other day because his dad likes to tell him that he made him and Dylan knows how babies are made so Dylan knows it's not really quite how it happened and Dylan would say no I grew in mama's womb and he's like yeah but you needed you needed a daddy sperm and Dylan went you don't need a daddy sperm anyone can make sperm as long as they have a penis my seven-year-old just scored a grown-up on things like that because it's very basic if they understand it like it's not tricky respect everyone let everyone be who they want to be treat everyone fairly and you're fucking you're done Exactly. Yeah. It's actually just, you just remove the complicated. You just need like the science. You need like the sperm and the egg. You don't need the bits on the outside because you could just mix it all together like a little science experiment. And it's just and it's definitely and the, and the same with like relationships. You don't like have to get married. You don't you know have sex. You don't have to love them before you have sex. You just have some fucking Absolutely. sex. And it's just it's all that. It's just like breaking it down. It's actually so simple. But we make it complicated because of again the, the, what the media has done. So yeah. Celeb crush. Excellent. I mean, we've gone from hard hitting to the more important stuff. The big questions. Who is your celeb crush? We've already gathered that Tom Hardy has sexually confused you. Yes. Gillian Anderson, on pretty much the majority of the cast of Sex Education, yeah. are fucking hot. Yeah, I love Gillian Anderson. She does things uh, to me. Her in just, her Sex Education, that is like my dream. I, uh, that is my goal. That's why I'm doing a counselling course. Um, and her in, uh, what's the one with... Um, the Fool. 
Yeah, the full. And everyone's like, you have to watch the full because I'm fucking in love with Jamie and Jamie is so hot. But watching it, I, was Jamie even in it? Okay. If you could have three wishes, what would they be? Oh my god! Um, oh no god! Pressure. I can't. I hate. I've no pressure. I can't even think. Like I just like. Oh okay, my well, god! Like, what would Lauren's be? Um, mine would be. Wait, are we going like world peace style, or are we going like? I would like no. to orgasm really easily, um, and I would wish for more wishes. Why does no one ever do that on movies? I would wish for endless amounts of wishes. I think that's a sub thing. Like, I think the genie in Aladdin does say you can't ask for more wishes in the contract. Just trying to think, like, I'd like to speak another language because, but I kind of, my brain can't process. So if I got a wish just to do it, I didn't have to learn a language. But then I I think, again, my brain, I had like, I did like a psycho um, personality test where they give you the sign different colours based on how you, your brain works. And I'm a blue. Someone must out there must know what I mean, and by overthink things too much. So if someone were to say like, "What would you do? do what would your three wishes be?" I'm like, "Oh God, I want to say something impressive to impress them, but I actually don't yeah. know." And um, endless orgasms. But then I go, oh, then I was just too yeah. tired. Like I just I don't know. Like world peace would be okay. Like if we're having, if we're really having to, like no one having to go hungry. Yeah, those are boring though. Let's get juicy. Fuck, yeah. fuck everyone else. What would you wish for for yourself? Well, because obviously we want like the world to have lovely stuff yeah okay if we had more if we had four wishes guys we'd sort you out yeah but we've only got three i would wish for a self-cleaning house i would wish for yeah like i would wish for orgasms to just be plentiful and easy all of the time i would wish to be a kardashian oh i was about to say i just want to be j-lo then (laughs) i'm not ugly i'm just poor But you know, Kate, I could talk to you all fucking day long. Same. I've never had that, like, what you're saying about friendships, I never had, like, the group of friends. So it feels, this podcast just feels, every time I listen, no matter who your guest is, that I'm around the kitchen table, just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I'm just sort of, like, it's really lovely. It's really comforting. And, like, soon it's like, oh, so we're going now. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and the amount of times I've come home from work and I'm sat in my car and, like, dog walkers looking at me like, you're all right. You're right, and then like Lauren will come out with like dildo, and it's like it's, it's fine. It's a podcast; you should listen. And he's gone. You know, it's just it's madness. But yeah, Aww. but yeah, I love it. It's love it. It's such a nice vibe, and like a proper fan girl over it. Like I'd buy merch if there was merch, and I would. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Is you know like when you oh, it sounds well cheesy. Like we had, we had a dream. Like we knew what we wanted it to be, and we didn't really know if we'd be able to pull it off or how it would be taken and to know that it's doing exactly what we set out to do is is amazing i've been so overwhelmed by the amount of people that have sort of said they enjoy it it's it's crazy it is for everyone because i don't generally draw myself into spaces that are primarily you know i don't like i tend to aim for like the queer zones and the queer spaces because i can feel relatable but i totally feel at home here and that you're talking about something that i've lived through as well and i can it's very relatable to everyone mainly because of the language that you use, but also because you just think actually there's more to people than just being, you know, a mum or anything. As you talk about so much and it means some, there's something for everyone. There's cake for all. Oh, thank you, Kate. That's amazing. You were like my number one guest. I just was like, oh, I want lesbian mums and, uh, and then JLo, but she said no. But you know what I think we should do with every guest? We should always end with the same question, which is how do you feel yourself? Other than the obvious, I just go and do things that make me happy. So 
I'd just be selfish for an hour. So whether that's some journaling, I know you like journaling, um, journaling, colouring in, eating, um, you know, I might go outside, walk the dog, I might, you know, anything just to, like what do i need right this minute what do i need and just go and fucking do it like the washing machine might be beeping at me but it's like fuck it i need to go and do that and that's how i try and feel myself and come to be me kate not mum not wife me and that's really important to me now and i've t- it's taken like 20 something years to realize that, that that's important um but i'm glad i'm there now where can we find you on socials so lesbian mums on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm mainly on Instagram, but I shout my mouth off more on Twitter. But yeah, for, for longer posts and stuff, it's Instagram. And that's where I'm trying to grow. Yeah. Go find Kate. Go give her a follow. She's Thanks. incredible. She's one of us. Final thought. What is your favourite sex toy? Um, Satisfier. As soon as you showed me that, it's amazing. And it's like, it's amazing. Blew my mind. I'm going to keep a tally. Finally on my team, Natasha doesn't like it. I feel like this has been two hours of us just blowing smoke up each other's asses. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Oh, good. Well, you can come back any time you want. We love you. And thank you so much for coming on to Feeling Myself and sharing and showing up. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Feeling Myself. If you liked what you heard, please give us a rate, a like, a subscribe, a follow, and all that other great stuff. We appreciate you guys so much for reaching out to us, for sharing your stories. You can email us at feelingmyselfpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram at feelingmyselfpod or follow either Lauren Ashley Gordon or Natasha Bailey. Please check out Kate at Lesbian Mums. We will leave all her details in the show notes and on our Instagram. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe, stay well, stay negative and... uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.